0: All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And today I am super, super excited. I feel like I have like a celebrity on my podcast. I, I Someone I look up to, her name is Freya Mortensen. Uh, she's done so many things in the past, just to name a few, like probation officer, CFL cheerleader, uh, empath coach. I can go on. But Freya, it's an honor to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for coming on my show.
1: Ah, oh, Raj, it's, it's an honor of mine as well.
0: Absolutely. The minute we we had had that conversation from empath to empath, I felt so much at ease. It was like literally like within seconds. I'm like, okay, I can be myself. I can take down all my anxieties. You just, you got everything that I was saying. and And so- um, if you can kind of explain and just tell the audience who you are, what you do and what you're, what you, what you're up to.
1: Wow. Who I am, <laughs> you know, such like, who are you? Who are you anyway? Who are you? <laughs> you know, I'm so many things but at the end of the day. I'm Freya. And, um, yeah, like, I don't know, man, I, I, I'm kind of stumped to, to say who I am, but at because I'm because I'm always evolving, you know, like I'm yeah. constantly evolving. But where I come from, <clears throat> um, I don't know how much sort of little background you want me to give here, but
0: <clears throat> whatever you feel comfortable with. I know like 350,000 people know who you are on TikTok, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so a lot of them, and maybe some of them don't know that, you know, for 20 years, I was a probation officer. And for a lot of people, that's like, wow, what what is that job all about? And, you know, I met with one of my former colleagues last night for dinner, and she's only five years into the job. But before I left, I was mentoring her. And, you know, it's, it's like, this is really a job of compassion. It's really what it comes down to dealing with homeless people, people with mental health, a lot of domestic violence cases, a lot of victim issues, and it comes down to compassion. So it was kind of like my training ground, I was telling her, you know, it's like I learned all the tools, I learned all the skills in those 20 years, started that job when I was 23 years old. I was the youngest in that office. I was probably one of the youngest probation officers <laughs> in in my field at the time, right? And um, and yeah, and so it was a great training ground to learn a lot of a lot of professional development took place there, and that that natural <laughs> skill of compassion and and empathy that I brought to that role, that yeah. um, then a few years ago I decided, hey, we're going to go out into the world and we're going to expand this. Compassion and this this empathy um, to a broader audience, and I took this leap of faith, and I quit my job of twenty years with a pension and benefits. Wow. I mean, I will still get my a little bit of a pension when I'm sixty five. So <laughs> you know, twenty years to wait for that, um, and and I you know sold my house so I could have a cushion of, uh, of income to to support me on this journey. That's been wow! It's been super awesome, just branching out and getting coaches mm-hmm. and mentors so that I can coach and mentor other people. Specifically, empathic empaths. people is my yeah. specialty,
0: and that's why I thought it was so appropriate that you were representing and coming on this podcast. Um, we we've got a lot of empaths tuning in. We have a lot of highly sensitive people, and just the average person that's just trying to make sense of this crazy crazy world we live in with covid and all the crap that we see on tv with celebrities like yelling at each other and slapping each other and all this negativity that kind of like affects my energy so i just try to shut it out but before we get into all that why don't we just start with empaths like what in your definition what is an empath? Like, what do you have to be to be considered, a, a, like, I guess, identify with an empath? Because you coach so many people. So I'm, I'm curious what your definition is.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's a, it's a great question, because let's just start off with that, right? What is an empath? Are you one? How do you know? And, <laughs> you know, one of the biggest traits is the, um, the traits of the emotional empath. Mm -hmm. And the emotional empath feels the emotions and the energy of others as if it were your own. And so that's where that big difference between somebody who just feels empathy, I can understand how you're feeling. I know what that feels like. But the empath takes it a step further to not only do I know what that feels like, but I actually feel what you're feeling in my own body to the point where I may have difficulty deciphering between what's mine and what's yours.
0: Yeah. Very, very good description. Um, Now with empaths, obviously it comes with a lot of responsibility. Some people think it's a curse. Some people could use it as a superpower, but there's no mistake about it. Uh, we do have, you know, some have codependency issues. Others have problems with healthy boundaries and people pleasing, highly sensitive to certain things. They could be on a spectrum, but in, in your profession and what you do, what do you see the most, especially with healthy boundaries? Why, why is that such a big Uh, issue for empaths uh, across the globe what that seems to be the number one thing that pops up especially when I coach as well I just I feel like every person has that that issue that they're trying to work on
1: yeah and it's so multi-layered too Raj because it begins from the point when you're born right and we have codependent relationships with our parents Mm -hmm who have unhealthy boundaries with us and are not respecting our emotional needs. And so the line gets crossed, that boundary gets crossed very early on where we're taught, I'm responsible for your feelings. Yeah. You know, you've made me upset. It's your responsibility to make me feel better. And so those, those lines get, get cloudy. But just in general, as an empathic person, you have these energetic boundaries, you have your boundaries with your emotions, you have even those, those physical boundaries that because you're so in tune to your environment, you're so in tune with everything, right that you're soaking it up. You know a lot of people say an, an empath is like an emotional sponge, soaking it all up there. And so it's difficult for us because we want to be able to fix other people. We want to be able to, you know, jump in there and make people feel better. But that's where that crossing, that boundary starts, where it's not our responsibility to do that. But we feel things so intensely, they're like, oh, in order for me to feel better, I need for you to feel better so that I can feel better. That whole push and pull dynamic because of that lack of emotional boundary.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting because it's almost like we want this validation uh, from others in order to feel complete. And uh, I spoke to so many people, I've had a lot of people on this podcast that are empaths that would say they, they would be workaholics or they'd be stuck in a relationship trying to please their partner, but no matter what they did, it would, it just would never be enough. And they would just burn out. Um, In your opinion, what is the biggest thing lacking um, as far as when it comes to empaths?
1: Oh, there's nothing lacking. We never want to associate ourselves with a sense of lack. Mm -hmm. Right. But (laughs) I think that if if we were going to use that word, though, um, what, what could be developed more in empathic people is acceptance, self-acceptance, self-compassion. Because our focus is always so outward and ex- on the external, sure, to the point where we forget about what's going on inside of us. What about our feelings and our needs? Because over the course of time, we've been taught that our feelings and our needs don't matter. Other people matter more than we do. Other people's needs matter more. And if you are tending to your own needs, that's selfish. Don't do oh, that. Oh, yeah,
0: totally. Yes, and that's what I see across the board. And the, um, just kind of switching gears, there, just kind of off that is I feel like a lot of empaths try to target narcissists in particular. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that. And, and if you can kind of explain, because there's a lot of empaths that are listening right now that maybe living with a narcissist or um, no has been in a relationship with a narcissist, but then they keep going back in this cycle where they keep going back to that same type of abusive person. Yeah. So what would you say um, to the empaths that are listening right now is why? Why do we keep doing that? Why do we keep looking for these people that are going to use and abuse us? It's not like we like it. It's just something that that we just keeps getting sucked in, into.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a learned behavior. It's what mm. we're used to. We probably had a parent that was that way. <laughs> so we're coming back to the parents again. Yeah, okay.
0: You okay. Your mom or your dad. You know.
1: <laughs> I mean, a lot of people will, will comment on my videos and be like, oh, I wish they taught this in school. <laughs> no, these are things that need to be taught in the home. OK, there, there's a huge responsibility that starts there. Um, and it goes on generationally, too. Like we, we can say, oh, look at your parents, but look at your parents, parents and then look at their parents. So so it's about how do we stop this cycle? Right. Mm-hmm. And this term narcissist, um, I mean, there's there's narcissistic traits that we all have. And then there's the diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder. Um, But, you know, I think that for empathic people with the serious lack of boundaries and because we're so um, in tune to other people and seeking validation externally, those stages of the, you know, the cycle of narcissistic abuse begins with that first stage of idealization, where you are put up on a pedestal, where you are celebrated, you are just, you know, you know um, just given all sorts of uh, compliments, and wow, I've never met anyone like you, you're so special, and it's like, wow, this person really sees me, Interesting, you know. Wow, it's this, this person and they, and for the pr- people who have narcissistic traits, they know how to sometimes be very much like a chameleon,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they can kind of, um, you know, associate with you on your level and pick up the things that you like and find commonalities. I mean, it, it, we get sucked into those things, and plus, sometimes people with narcissistic traits are a little bit presenting with um, a need. For help. Maybe they're struggling with addiction. Maybe they're struggling with their other relationships. And so the empath wants to go in there and help them and, 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 you know, get them on the right path and say, Oh, with my love, maybe I'll make you feel better. And maybe you'll change. (laughs) And, and we're just, we're just getting caught up in that trap because we don't have those boundaries in place to recognize that it's not my responsibility to help people. So there's a few things that are going on, right. With that, being put up on a pedestal, being seen by somebody who, sure. who really admires you, and then that other aspect of oh, I can and I can help this person, and together, you know, we can we can be one.
0: Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Um, a lot of people that I talk to feel like they're just too sensitive. They may not identify as being an empath, and there's a lot of people like that. They just label themselves as you know, their nervous system is a little dysregulated from abuse, or um, they're highly addicted, you know, they get these addictive qualities as they get older, and then they get in relationships with narcissists. Um, So, I want to, like, ask you about this subject, because I, I found it fascinating, it, and it's not so much, like, afterlife stuff, but do you think, like, before we even come into this experience of this world that we are put on here to learn a lesson um, and grow like previously before coming into this planet and and doing our work and learning how to love ourselves and set boundaries because I feel like I mean I've talked to many people and and they would say like yeah everything is already kind of written like these are your parents This is what you're going to get. And you have to maneuver this life and learn your lesson. Now, I'm not like 100% sold on like the afterlife and karma. But I do believe that there is something there that we are given at the beginning of this life. And until we get it right, we're just going to keep doing the same thing over. It doesn't mean we're going to come back maybe next life. And, you know, trying to fix it. But thankfully, this podcast is a big part of it because this is who I am. This is my identity. This is something that I want to do and have a lot of passion for is to help other people and get great people like you on here to send that message that you guys are not alone. And I keep saying that you guys are not alone. But that's, that's, that's what I feel like I'm here for. I can't speak for anyone else. But what is your take on that? Do you think that there is something there? Like before we we even make our journey through this life that we have to get through these obstacles in order to get to, I don't know, uh, bliss or happy, true happiness mm-hmm. and self actualization?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on, on all of that, on all of that. And I love these like deeply spiritual questions, you know? Because I think that from whatever past life we had, I, like, um, and I, <laughs> I think I was mentioning this to you before Raj, you know, I wasn't raised um, with any sort of religion. And so my mom gave me that freedom to just decide how the world works on my own and take from whatever religions are out there to formulate my own. And uh I think that we're we're always this this energy that's taking place in in a physical body, and perhaps before um, I came into this physical body, I had um, a soul mission to carry out, and it's still continuing because I'm still here in this yeah. physical body. And what is it that I need to still learn or I need to still offer? This physical realm. And that comes through, like you said, some of these things are already written. You know, you, you choose your parents as much as people do not like to hear <laughs> that. What do you mean I choose my parents? I choose these people? Yeah, I know. It sounds crazy, but I, I, I think we do. And it's kind of that whole notion of, you know, it's not about um, that things are happening to you, mm-hmm. having this victim mode. Things are happening for you. Things are always happening for us to learn from. It's just your ability to recognize that, that in each thing that happens to you, good or not so good, there's a lesson to learn there. And are do you have your eyes open to it? Because if you don't, then it's going to keep repeating itself. Like yeah. you're saying, when you keep doing the same thing over and over, yeah. expecting a different result. You know, Einstein says that's the definition of insanity. Yeah.
0: So for those that are listening right now on this podcast episode, if I could just kind of like assume, but, I, you know, I'm just going to give you a question. It's like, okay, so I was dealt with like abuse and trauma and I'm an empath and, you know, I'm struggling with finances. Um, I have kids and I'm a single per- per- parent, you know, Life is really tough for me right now. Mm. Um, I did not ask for this. I did not ask uh, for my, you know, to have these parents. Um, And I feel like, I feel like that's the wrong questions to ask because if I turned that around on myself and I said, if I didn't have all those obstacles, like I would never be here in front of you. I would never have this podcast. I would never kind of be thinking the way I am, that things are happening to me or for me, or before it used to be a mindset is why, why is this happening? I'm trying to run away from it. Like, I don't want to deal with it, you know, um, just kind of in that, in that mindset of, you know, why is it happening to me only? Yeah. Then when I switched that little, you know, narrative in my head that says like, it's the journey you're going to have peaks and valleys it's going to be ups and downs but you're still going to get to where you need to go i don't know if that makes sense but can do you follow me a little bit
1: yeah 100
0: yeah these this
1: is the course that you have to take based on your past choices and it's cool if somebody wants to come and say you know what i don't i don't i don't subscribe to any of that yeah you know uh that's fine. That's cool. That's, that's where you're at right now. And I respect that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you're, you're feeling that way that that life sucks and life yeah. is hard and nothing's ever going for well for you. Right. And no matter how hard you try, things just keep getting worse. Okay. That's, that's your current reality right now. All right. I, c- I can meet you there, but I can also, you know, maybe <laughs> encourage you to, you know, come into my eight week program and let's, <laughs> um, Let's see how we can shake yeah. that up and you can create a different reality for yourself.
0: That That's very interesting. I mean, you use the word reality. Um, can, can we bend reality? Can we shift it? Not so much to the law of attraction thing, but like more of the more things that we focus on, the more closer we'll get to that. Do you believe in that statement? Like, what we focus on and think and put in our heads over and over again, we're more likely to get that good or bad. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. 100%. It's, it's what you give your energy to what you're focusing on. You're going to get more of that. You know, it's like, if I'm always telling my, my, my kid, all the things she's doing wrong and cut that out and stop being this way and just focusing on all the negative aspects telling her all the things that I don't want her to do. She's going to keep doing all those things <laughs> versus me focusing on her positive aspects mm-hmm. and focusing on the things that I would like to see her doing mm-hmm. instead of the things that I don't want. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like when you focus on what you do want, you get more of that. When you focus on the things that you don't want, you get, you get more of more that of also. That
0: too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where your attention goes, your energy flows, right. Right.
0: And that goes with money that goes with relationships that goes with just about anything in life. I, I, that's how I feel. I didn't find that out until the tail end, like as I got older, because I was always like, okay, I'm not going to think about that now, but I started obsessing over it. And then I'm just like, I'll deal with it when it comes. But now it's more of the fact of the matter is I think about like, as if it's already happened I'm acting as it's happened. I'm thinking about it. I'm changing the narratives. I'm using different words when I speak it. I believe when you say it out loud, when, it, when the words come out of your mouth, those are powerful. Those are powerful than saying, "Oh, I'm," excuse my language, "I'm a piece of shit." Well, guess what? You're gonna feel like that. But if you're if you're saying positive things, I don't know if you saw the rice experiment on YouTube where they had two jars. One jar had like white rice and the other one had the same thing. They labeled it and Mm. they put them on two separate sides of the room. And every day, like the person would like scream and yell and talk down to this little jar. (laughs) It's really weird. Yeah. And then it just like got really black and just moldy. And the other one. Yep. was good enough to eat after like a, a, a month. So. Yep. I can't explain it like it is powerful What you guys say and what you guys think for sure
1: yeah <laughs> doctor there's a japanese um scientist dr emoto he conducted a similar experiment but with water and he had them labeled like i hate you <laughs> i love you one he played beautiful classical music to another one he played like thrash heavy hard metal to <laughs> you know and then how they crystallized
0: yeah yeah
1: And and when you think about it, our bodies are made up of like 70, 80% water. Our cells are listening to all of those messages. Yeah.
0: Every little cell. And so imagine a a, a child growing up and let's just use that water analogy. They're, they're getting put down, you know, they've gone through trauma. What do you think is going to happen when they get into adulthood? That water is going to be black and dark unless they filter it out until they, Maybe come to see someone like yourself, take that eight week course and really open their mind or they, you know, they listen to podcasts and they start to really dig into why they are feeling the way, way they are and just put the pieces together then rather than just, you know, tuning out, going into addictions and saying that this is never going to change for me. This is just how I am. Yeah, I, I refuse to accept that. And then when I started to look into other directions, things started to change personally for me, but unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that are hurting, Mm -hmm. especially with COVID. You know, we're not in the best, best uh, state right now with everything that's going on with um, the economy and politics and all this crap, always negative energy that we see on television and all these like materialistic stuff on, on, Netflix and all these shows. And I don't think it's, it's very helpful for our overall growth and our energy. I'm speaking for empaths and highly sensitive because we absorb all that.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say like, as empathic people, we're highly sensitive to all of these things that are going on and we're storing all of that trauma in our body. And we're not able to tap into our gift, our intuitive gift, our clear senses, you know, that, that, that is the gift of, of the empath, you know, we're yes. so creative and we're such great problem solvers and we have all these amazing gifts, but how that manifests over time in the body, all that negativity and all that toxic uh, crap that we're picking up in our environments manifests in our body as anxiety and depression and chronic illness um, you know, chronic pain and autoimmune disorders, because we really got to be able to flush all that out. We got to mm-hmm. detox our, our system so that we can tap into our gift. Otherwise we're walking around with serious trauma responses going on.
0: Yeah. So wrapping up here, I want to give you kind of like the last word um, and maybe give a couple solutions to anybody that might be at that sp- Spot in their life where they've tried everything, they consider maybe not they're not being an empath, but they do really embrace the fact that they've been abused or been traumatized, or maybe they're trapped with a narcissist and they're having boundary issues. What can you leave us all with the listeners that they'll remember that's something they can kind of do to get the ball rolling, especially coming from you? I think it, it would hold a lot of weight because- The work that you do is just, is truly amazing. And I think if it's working for all those people that you help, I'm sure like the people that are listening would love to take your advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Raj, you know, I, I would have to say to those people to start knowing that you matter. Okay. Number one, you matter and start setting those personal boundaries for yourself. Right, start putting yourself first, start tending to your needs. And it's kind of like, what am I allowing myself to consume? Okay, what are the boundaries that I have with what I'm consuming in terms of media, in terms of food, in terms of my environment, in terms of people? And start to see that as an opportunity for how can I cleanse and clear this energy that I'm so sensitive to. So that i can start to get into that healing process i need to start doing some cleansing and clearing of what i'm consuming so that i can get into that space start healing my very sensitive system and sensitive soul and showing myself some compassion and that's going to increase my confidence and when i've increased my confidence then i'm even more likely and more skilled and more um, apt to then set boundaries with other people. And when I've extended myself there, then I'm starting to create healthy relationships. But I gotta create that healthy relationship with myself first through my own healthy boundaries. And then I can extend those to other people because when you have healthy boundaries, that equals healthy relationships.
0: Beautifully said. I couldn't have said it better, guys. Definitely follow her on Instagram. She's got 350,000 followers on TikTok. She's had celebrities on her IG, Sharon Stone, Deborah Messing. She's the real deal. So definitely check her out. And before we leave, can you just tell us what you're up to and anything that you want to leave where we can find you for all the audience members to contact you? Yeah.
1: So, you know, I've got a great website. It's called FreyaMortensen.com. And on there, it'll give you an overview of the program that I have. And you can go ahead and book a call and get the ball rolling towards this self-compassion journey. And then as well, I've got a Facebook group that's called the High Vibe Empath. And over there, I share a lot of free information. And the members of that Facebook group are the first people to get access to the workshops that I run. Um, yeah, those are, those are the two main things that, that I have going on right now. More to come, of course. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's where we're at.
0: Well, Fred, it's been an honor. And I just want to let you know, I do want you back in the future. And, I, and you're always welcome to participate in any of my podcasts. So I, I would love to have you back if, if you're open to it.
1: Yeah, I would love to, Raj. We'll All see you right. tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll do this every day, right? <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for this special episode of the On Call Empath. Um, Stay tuned for the next episode. And I got a lot more guests coming on this month and they are going to be high profile guests and you do not want to miss it. With that said, thank you for tuning in. And we are out.